welcome to the Winchester Business Improvement District podcast series. Winchester Bid supports business in the Winchester City Centre and this series will showcase the service sector businesses. In this episode, we're talking about architecture and commercial property. Joining us is Andy Ramus of AR Design and Joe Harvey, an independent property consultant. Amongst other things, we'll be talking about commercial property in Winchester, architectural trends and developments within the city. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Jan and we're here with the Winchester Business Improvement District podcast and today we're looking at architecture and commercial property. So I'm here with some experts. I'm here with Joe. I'm Joe Harvey. I'm uh, a Winchester Bid Director. I'm also an independent commercial property consultant. Welcome. And Andy? Hi, uh, I'm uh, Director of AR Design Studio, which is a chartered architecture practice um, in the city and we've been here uh, for 13 years now. Great. And Amy? Hi, I'm Amy Shepherd. I'm Marketing Manager at uh, Winchester Bid. Thank you all so much for joining me. Um, So I'd just like to kick off with you, Joe. if I could ask you, if you could just tell us a little bit about the types of property that are available to businesses in Winchester. Sure. Um, I've worked in Winchester for probably 20 years. um, And I think if you look at commercial property, you probably break it down into four different sectors. Mm -hmm office, retail, uh, industrial and leisure. Uh, In the city, we've got a strong tourist and leisure sector. Um, We've got most of the national restaurant chains and Mm. a few celebrity chefs. (laughs) Um, Our retail offer is strong in comparison to other similar towns. Mm. Um, In fact, at the bid, we measure uh, vacancy rate in the high street. Yeah. Um, at the moment, I think there is a vacancy rate of 3% of our high street wow. is is unlet and compared to a national average of about 9, 9 10%. Wow, so, so Winchester's really achieving in uh, that respect. We're strong yeah. in comparison with other cities. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's also an issue with supply um, and particularly office supply uh, is quite challenging. Mm. Um, and and that's something that uh, I think we'll talk about a bit further on. Sure, thank you. And uh, just back to you again, Joe. you've talked about office supply being one of the gaps. If I was a small, medium business looking for office space, what would be my first sort of approach, you know, coming to Winchester? What kinds of inquiries am I going to make and, and to who? Um, depending on the size of the business, um, office space is evolving. Mm. Um, we're seeing more hot desking spaces. Yeah. Uh, we're seeing more serviced office providers. Um, and then you've got the traditional office space. Mm. Unfortunately, in Winchester, because of our very high residential price values, mm. um, we've seen a lot of offices converted to residential accommodation. Yeah. Um, so so much so that uh, the council uh, chose to remove permitted development rights in the city last year um, to protect the remaining mm. office space that we have. Okay, that is interesting. And in terms of Winchester, I'll come to both of you on, on this question if I can. In terms of Winchester, what are the long-term developments that are really exciting um, at the moment? Andy? Um, I think, you know, one, something I've been working on a lot is um, the, the leisure centre. I've been involved with the council as a, as a uh, design advisor. Mm. Um, and I think the scheme that's um, being proposed um, for that is going to be really quite special. It's a gateway uh, location. So it's, it's, it's at the entrance of the city. Mm. Um, and 
um, obviously a city uh, like Winchester needs something something strong. Mm. Um, I, you know, architecturally uh, is, is where I'm kind of thinking about it from, but also a, a building that performs well. Um, and I think what we've got is a really, really great solution. Um, it's a very, very strong, clear uh, and sharp design, um, which I think is going to really, you know, be a real asset to the city mm. going forward. Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, the thought also about the leisure centre is that it will free up the Riverside Park um, space and that might be something more interesting for us all to look at in the future. Yeah, I mean certainly the location is um, is going to be a, be, a, be a huge plus for not only dragging traffic out of the town but also uh, enabling you know access to uh, the sort of the satellite uh, villages that are around um, Winchester, which is obviously uh, an important part of uh, of the Winchester um, family kind mm. of arrangement. So. Yeah. Um, I think also we just need to be aware that the, there are two other major schemes, the station approach mm. scheme and um, the Winchester City regeneration, which we all know as uh, Silver Hill. Yeah. Uh, I think we're on two or it might be Silver Hill three. Um, <laughs> I think it's three. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, not worry about that. <laughs> but the, uh, uh, the station approach scheme is um, being driven by the City Council mm. um, and Winchester City Council have... Uh, they own the land directly outside uh, the station and the proposal is to redevelop that for um, grade A offices, which is, as we said earlier, we're in very short supply mm-hmm. of. Um, and in addition, the scheme is looking at um, the cattle market, open surface car park, and including that into a larger regeneration of all of the Andover Road, City Road mm. junction. Um, I think that's really exciting. I know that the architects have now been appointed and I know they're very cautious about putting forward any uh, immediate schemes. I think at this stage they're just looking at what demand, what does Winchester need mm. um, and be interesting to see what proposals come out of that. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a really important part of uh, any development that happens in Winchester is that the research goes into uh, the place, you know, how, how it looks mm. uh, and how it functions and... Um, and the kind of people that kind of live there, and you know, and a good scheme is going to have to respond um, to all those things um, really well. It's interesting as well. Both those schemes that you've just mentioned, in terms of station approach and the leisure centre, are the both they're real gateways into the city, aren't they? Mm, yeah, very important. But of course, once we get into the city, we then have the city centre, um, and we're all aware that the high street is changing. Mm. Um, retailers particularly are facing challenging times and they do need to adapt to the change in the way that we buy things. Mm. Um, You know, multiple channels, online shopping. Um, We've got a strong independent retail base in Winchester, but these independent retailers do need to compete online as well. Mm. And our our retail offer, the commercial premises that we offer, the Winchester City Centre regeneration needs to reflect what the high street's going to look like in the future. Yeah, yeah. I think also Winchester, um, this is a personal opinion really, but I think Winchester doesn't necessarily need to compete with, uh, you know, with the Southamptons and the Whiteleys. Um, mm. You know, it, it is so much more uh, than that. Uh, and I think it should really focus on being a sort of cultural centre mm. um, and a city that's just a great place to spend time just because of, you know, the architecture and... Mm. Um, uh, and and the, and, the, and its inherent beauty, of, mm. uh, you know, the river, and you know, it's got all these assets, and uh, I really, really feel strongly that that that's what we should be focusing on, and.
uh, you know, and, and and developing. You're absolutely right, and and the successful retail offer will be an experience, um, not just going in to purchase an item. And we all go to the the Apple Store and we mess around with the device, and then we go home and we buy it online. <laughs> But, but that experience of going to a yeah. place and not just the experience of retail, but also the social element of going to a place to buy something, perhaps. But also the social interaction, I think, is going to be really important. And I hope that's borne out in the new city centre regeneration. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved going to the Brighton Lanes and mm. that kind of retail, I think, would be quite appropriate for Winchester. Um, and I think, you know, financially that would work for... Um, you know, for for smaller retail businesses, you know, yeah. providing that kind of boutique-y um, kind of approach. Um, I know you have to have your flagship uh, kind of, um, you know, uh, businesses in mm. place in order to, you know, as a backbone. But um, but, I th- but I think that kind of boutique-y feel would work very, very well for Winchester. It kind of fits what Winchester's all about. It does, yeah. Yeah, makes it the unique, and obviously there's an opportunity there, isn't there, to sort of formulate those things and make it very Winchesterness, make the essence of Winchesterness. So moving on to the next question, um, I have for both of you really: uh, what are the sort of trends within? Firstly, Andy, if I come to you within architecture, residential architecture, and then secondly, I'll come to you, Joe, about the commercial side. But Andy, I wonder if you could answer that for us. We've seen a lot of change actually in the last uh, ten years since we've been in Winchester. Mm. Um, I think you know shows like Grand Design have really mm. kind of opened people's eyes to uh, what is possible and maybe a new kind of uh, better, more twenty first century kind of way of living. And you know the big kind of trends are uh, in, in in residential, which is what we really focus on. Mm. Is um, you know the kind of the open plan everybody sort of living in kind of one space primarily Um, and the kitchen sort of being the hub of the home Mm -hmm. um, and people really wanting to connect with outside spaces and um, certainly something we've been really focusing on uh, as as a practice is this idea of, uh, you know, where where you live um, should provide you with some level of well-being, Mm -hmm. you know, in in a world where we're all racing around and there's a lot of stress both for kids at school and also people at work. Um, You know, your home really needs to be more than ever. It needs to be a sanctuary, Mm. um, somewhere where you can really unwind and you can connect with your family and you can connect with your environment and, uh, you know, and the the town in which you you live in or the city which you live in. Um, And so the the architecture for for us, it needs to enable people to do that. Mm. And these, these sort of larger... Uh, communal spaces where the family all come together and spend yeah. time together um, really helps to kind of facilitate that. And um, and in terms of connection with um, you know the, the the garden or the outside mm. or even the, the you know the, the the city that you see around you, um, you know we're using a lot of lot of glass. Yeah. Um, you know higher ceilings and this this idea of there being no boundaries between mm. the inside and the out whether that's big glass panels that slide back, is something that's um, really, really um, popular. And, you know, we've been developing that and pushing that over the last few years. And um, and, and the feedback we've had is that um, it makes people feel happier. Yeah. And do you think that trend will continue? Do you think sort of the next five or ten years that there'll be emerging trends? Or do you think that this, this trend for bringing the outside in and more communal spaces will, will continue? I think, you know, things are always changing and evolving. And, um, 
you know, architecture and people respond to the world around them. And, mm. you know, we're in a very fluid state as mm. a as as you know as a, as a global nation and as a country um and it's very difficult to say mm. what what will happen you know will people start working from home more because of things that happen in the economy and yeah. does that then change the spaces that they require are they then less stressed as a result of that and how does that change um their environment mm. so it's yeah without without looking to the crystal ball it's very <laughs> sure. difficult to kind of um Kind of to sort of nail that one down, really. But actually, that's very. That's also echoed in commercial property trends. If we think about flexible working, mm. flexible working space, collaborative working spaces, and studios, um, we're seeing an awful lot of that coming forward. Um, and again, it's taking advantage of spaces that perhaps have become redundant in their current economic life. Um, I think that's something that. Um, that will feed regeneration of our city centre and also the wider commercial property market. Great, thank you both. Sorry to put you a little bit on the spot there, Andy. <laughs> I'm just wondering, Joe, if we can look a little bit... Say I was a, a small, medium enterprise coming into the city and I was looking at um, taking a lease on a commercial property. What are the sort of things that I would need to be aware of in, in terms of the contract, say? Um, so... Lease lengths, lease lengths generally have fallen um, over the last decade. Um, we are seeing a slight uptick now, but the average lease, lease length in the UK is about seven years. Mm. Um, the most common lease that we're actually seeing at the moment on both office and, and uh, even retail space is a six-year lease with a three-year tenant break. Okay. So the, the tenants that are coming into the city and the tenants that are taking these spaces are still looking for a degree of flexibility mm. um, that means that they can change their mind or change their space after after three years. Mm. Um, Winchester uh, rents are uh, relatively uh, high compared to other areas, and mm. that's purely down to demand and supply. Um, office rents circa £20 per square foot. Um, retail rents, particularly on a high street, are very strong. Yeah. Um, but actually, there's opportunities in the secondary spaces, Parchment Street, Southgate Street, uh, Jewry Street's very popular. Uh, and um, uh, operators can look to the secondary spaces and, and, and get um, some significant opportunities. Mm. So in terms of your business, if I was to come to you, how would you help me? So from our point of view, anyone looking for a space, if they were to retain uh, a chartered surveyor or any of the commercial agents in mm. Winchester. Normally, uh, it starts with the requirement. So yeah, how many staff do you have? Mm. Um, an office occupier might come into a space and I've got five staff. Well, the, the rule of thumb is normally about 100 square foot per person. So you okay. know where you're starting yeah. from. Um, they may want parking. That mm. might move them away from the city centre. Um, they might want some meeting space. And again, that will help inform what we require. Um, a search would be undertaken. Um, we don't have um, a huge amount of available space, as I've mentioned earlier. But sometimes a more creative approach is to look at lease breaks. You know, yeah. where are spaces coming up mm. that might come available, um, and trying to be a little bit more proactive in finding the right space for that 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 company. Great, thank you. So, Andy, I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit more in depth about your business. 
Um, I think overall what we're really interested in is, um, you know, creating spaces that really um, make a difference to people. Um, mm. I, I'm a strong believer that um, good quality space will uh, enhance the people that are using it, mm. um, whether that be uh, increased learning at school. Um, you know, there's a lot of studies that say well-designed hospitals make you uh, recover quicker, yes. which is yeah. interesting. And actually, there's a lot of statistics that support that. Yeah, um, that's I, I, a really, really interesting kind of part of what we do. Um, and I, th- you know, and we and we and we try and roll that into the sort of residential sector as well. Um, uh, you know, as I kind of mentioned, I, we're very interested in well-being, mm. um, and um, you know, we, we've we've won quite a lot of awards on the back of uh, creating spaces that, when people go in, they just feel a sense of calm yeah. and. Um, uh, and and that's something that doesn't just happen. We have to kind of really, really think about that. And it takes time mm. and it takes research. And you've got to get to know your clients. Um, and you've got to understand that the the context that you're working in, you know, where 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 is the, you know the house going to be, mm. um, and you know, and through that you can um, you can really make a difference to people. Um, and that's a very exciting part of you know what we do as a practice. And mm. it's one of the you know one of the big things that we're interested in. Do you have any? Fa- can you talk about any favourites that you have? Any favourite projects that you've worked on that you just go? I'm so proud of that. I I love it. Yeah, we, we've 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 just uh, um, we've just won a string of awards actually uh, <laughs> uh, for a, for a house called the Black House, uh, which is a house that's in in Kent, mm. um, and we, we we took a kind of really interesting approach to uh, to the project uh, in in terms of developing uh, you know the concept of it. Um, so we didn't really know Kent at all and mm-hmm. uh, and we didn't know the client obviously because they were a new client mm. and we so we came up with this idea that we'd go on a three-day holiday with them uh, and we would tour around Kent and they would take us to all their favorite buildings and gardens Brilliant. and places and, uh, and and through conversation with them and we, and we did have a few bottles of wine I will admit <laughs> uh, we, uh, we we you know we, we got to know a little bit more about them and who they were as people and what and what um, and what their lifestyles like and, and the things that they like and, and the things that they dislike um, and through visiting uh, spaces that other renowned architects had done, both contemporary and uh, historic, um, mm. that gave us a real good understanding of the kind of spaces that they were that they were after, um, uh, um, and, and and the qualities that they they were after as well. Um, so that 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 was really interesting, and um, y- you know that house uh, got onto Grand Design House of the Year. Uh, wow. So we were um, you know we we're very pleased, and that's. To answer your question, that's probably the house that we're most proud of. Mm. We've got a lot of other very exciting stuff, like in the pipeline at the moment that's not finished. Yeah. Um, but to date, that's definitely the uh, the sort of the, the pinnacle yeah. for us. And any exciting things coming up? Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got 10 houses that are kind of on site at the moment being built. They're all very interesting. We... we t- you know, we we got to get out of bed in the morning. We've got to get excited about what we do. That's that's that for me and my staff. That's mm. really really important. Mm. Um, and so we take on projects that it, it's not necessarily about how much money you've got, but it's just something that's kind of going to make it interesting, exciting, and and gives us an opportunity to do something that's maybe a little bit different. Mm. Um, and that's that's that that's kind of what we're all about, really. I love that. It's great. And just coming to you as well, Joe, in terms of just tell us a little bit more about your business, a little well, bit more in depth. I'm wearing two hats, of course, because yeah. as the director of um, one of the directors of Winchester Bid, I'm, I'm really passionate about our city. Mm. Um, we have an amazing offer. Uh, over 50% of our retailers are independent. 
Um, in a recent, um, uh, Grant Thornton did a vibrant economy index and they looked at 324 local authorities across England Mm -hmm. and we scored 11th. Wow. Um, You know, this is, you know, Winchester district. Um, We scored just outside the top 10 on health, well-being and happiness. Mm. Um, What I'm really passionate about is, is that our economy is... It's entrepreneurial. Mm. Um, uh, the Winchester economy is innovative. It's creative. Yes. Um, you know, we've got people like Andy. We've got a yeah. skilled population that can drive mm. future growth. That's what I'm really excited about for Winchester in the future. Fantastic. Um, for myself personally, yeah. um, I'm an independent commercial property consultant. I've worked in Winchester and the region for the last 20 years. Mm. Um, I was involved in bringing Wagamamas to the city. Mm. Um, I did the Premier Inn. Um, I've been involved in the Ivy most recently. Yeah. Um, but also from a commercial um, property consultant's point perspective, you can work for either a landlord or a tenant. Mm. Um, it's not uncommon to have a commercial property consultant on either side of a transaction, okay. possibly the buyer or the seller. Mm. Um, I'm advising a number of investors on putting money into Winchester and the wider region uh, and looking at trends in investment and where where perhaps people ought to be looking for long-term investment opportunities. So that's a bit more about me. Great. Thank you. I'd just like to thank you both for joining me, Andy and Joe. And honestly, the wealth of information, I feel like we could have gone on for for a few more hours. Um, But thank you so much for taking your time to join us for the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you.